Ready? Good. Welcome to Video First, a new digital. That was very smooth FM, wasn't it? <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to Video First, a new. I shouldn't say new. Can we just start again? Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Video First. Oh, are we right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just checking. We're still rolling. Okay, still rolling. Yeah. Try and not sound like Smooth FM. Welcome to Video First, a Digital 22 podcast and YouTube series about all things related to video in business and taking a video first approach to everything you do so that it can transform your business. I'm Paul and this is John. Hello. Episode three, um, avoid doing this when creating video marketing on a budget. And to start us, John, you've got some interesting stories. Um, this title is going to be fun. We must stress now we're only going to talk about things from previous clients and no names will be shared and we're only saying things which we actually did say to clients at the time and in the spirit of what we're going to be talking about we're going to start sharing some of our own failures, mistakes and clangers that we've dropped Yeah. and you've got one involving a helicopter. Yes, I have. I thought uh, when we were chatting just before the podcast, I thought uh, thought of many, many stories and many times I've messed up over the years, but I uh, thought the helicopter story would be quite good. Um, it was quite a big failure on my behalf. Um, so I was out working in America and there was a big sporting event going on that uh, the guy that was running the event, um, so I won't, I won't drop any names, but um, the, we needed a helicopter shop. Um, and it was going to, there was about three, four hundred kids. I'm guessing this is pre-drone. It was just the drones were picking up. Right. Um, the, the helicopter was actually part of the event, so we were sort of killing two birds with one stone. And um, Basically, I was going to film an aerial shot from the helicopter. And uh, yeah, so about three, four hundred kids that were going to be running around this field, and it was going to be a big celebration to begin this sporting event. And um, I just got a hold of a, a new gimbal, like a steady cam. for those of you who don't know what it is. It's just... Uh, you put your camera on and it keeps your shots nice and steady using uh, electronic motors and gyroscopes and whatnot. And I, of course, I wanted to use my new toy, my new gadget, because I love, I love gadgets. So I thought in a helicopter would be the best time to try out my new toy. <laughs> so we went to the airport, we got there nice and early. We, um, there was three of us in the, in the helicopter, the pilot, uh, me and someone that was um, taking the photos in the back of the helicopter. And the pilot was great, like he got us to, he allowed us to just set up how we wanted it so we took all the doors off the helicopter so it was pretty sketchy as it was like we were literally only strapped in with a seat belt and um so anyway which kit was it my kit my right. kit yeah so doubly uh how much um oh, a couple a of lot. thousand right pounds worth <laughs> of camera gear at this point and uh, anyway we take off and we fly about 10 minutes we get to the the drop zone and as soon as the helicopter was coming overhead, it was going to like signal the start of this big sporting event and like everyone was going to go crazy running around this field. So, of course, we get to the area. The pilot counts me in. He's like, right, we're coming over the drop zone. He turns the helicopter. I get ready with my gimbal, pick it up out of the, the footwell of the helicopter, pointed out the door of the helicopter. And I hadn't accounted for the fact that we were in a helicopter in the sky 
and the helicopter uses propulsion. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I put my camera and gimbal out of the door of the helicopter, the propellers were causing so much turbulence that it just kicked my camera oh, in every no. single direction. And I just saw my camera as it was a spinning round and round and round in my hand. Of course, I completely missed the shot that I needed. Um, they're all running wild. They're all running like they've all, you know, they've seen the helicopter. The kids are going crazy. They're like, it's happening, it's happening. And I've missed the shot. You had literally one job. <laughs> I had one, one shot. Job, <laughs> one shot. And I completely missed it. <laughs> it could be worse. You could have, I honestly thought you were going to say you dropped it. It was close. I mean, if I hadn't been holding on for dear life, um, I would have lost it. What an experience, though, dangling out a helicopter. It, right? it was fun. It was fun. And luckily, I had the foresight to think hang on, I've only got one shot at this. So luckily I had attached a GoPro to the bottom, to the underside of the helicopter. So I did have a fail safe shot. Uh, it just wasn't the shot I wanted. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a lesson for you there if you're ever filming in a helicopter. And you kept hold of the new bit of kit. Yeah. Which would have hurt you more than losing the oh, shot. Oh yeah, that would have been, uh, uh, that would have been uh, tearful. I, I was having to think of something, the first mess up that comes to mind for myself. So thinking of this title, and using your budget wisely and not blowing your budget and avoiding these things. I guess our, <laughs> a story I've got to share is we were doing um, a video for a video series for a client, a series of adverts uh, all about broadband and speed and accessibility, broadband in rural areas. And um, one of the use cases was you can finally get all the broadband you need for everybody to do what they need to do. Right. Uh, so it's a few years ago. So it was when certain areas would, un would only just be getting fiber and so on. So we had this use case of you can work from home, the kids can do the homework, someone can stream, someone can game. Um, we had all these different use cases and it all came together at the end of this advert for everybody being on the internet at once. And we set up the final shot of this particular one of the adverts to have all the different use cases all represented in one living room at the end. And it was only when we'd edited it and sent it to the client, the client queried it. We had um, two <laughs> we had two parents who, they must have started very young to be the oldest kid's parents. <laughs> um, and also we had a baby, a toddler, a 10-year-old, two teenagers and a young adult and the parents all in this living room with enough seats for four people. So there was people sat on the floor, they all had an iPad each, they all had... It was the most unnatural thing ever. And then as soon as someone pointed it out, we were like, ah, yeah, that's yeah. we should have caught that. Yeah, it's that <laughs> so light just don't waste, yeah. yeah. Just that moment where you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, should have caught that in planning. It's horrible, isn't it, when yeah. you go to all that effort and it's just the, the tiniest things that you don't notice after the fact. It's... Um, so then it was then it was scrambling around of well really we need to reshoot it but it's our cost and it was someone's we had to hire the house we had to hire all the people like the business to go and be on camera so it was i think we ended up just saying like look we will do if you really want it again but we don't think it's usable and it'll cost us this much do it please can you let us off <laughs> and they were they were good sports they let us do it well that's good yeah so sometimes you uh, there's no way out of it you yeah, just got to reshoot to swallow so. it yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not a great feeling. Um, I've got I, another note. I've got the broadband, broadband with bad family planning, not planning something too big, helicopter, and something to do with. <laughs> Should have known you were going to bring this up. <laughs> so yeah, this is another story I have. Um, so we're we're telling this in the open office as well. If you're watching on YouTube, we're filming video first down in the library, and you can see the uh, rest of the office. So the the team's gradually coming back in as we come out of lockdown now. So. Yeah. 
if we were recording this in a couple of months, the full team would hear it. Yeah. But you've got about six people, I think, mm. who are going to hear you. Well, now. they will hear it when they watch <laughs> the podcast. So. This is just a brief interruption to say that if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, we have removed certain parts of this story as we decided they were not quite safe for work. But please do enjoy what is left of the story that we left in. Yeah, and they had the parade in the centre of Birmingham. It was great. It was a good laugh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of a <laughs> behind-the-scenes look for you. Yeah, the situations you get into. Um, well, there's none of that usually when we're working here on uh, B2B videos <laughs> normally. Um, so that's the... Comp- that's few different ends of the scale there but um expecting the unexpected is 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 i guess a link <laughs> a link to getting into the main show the topic of the show which is avoiding doing this when creating video marketing on a budget and that's something there that's fun comes comes out of all these through the, these things where we've made mistakes or got in situations or stuff happens on shoots it always happens and i guess that is one thing to hopefully, hopefully it's not too tenuous but like expecting expect unexpected things to happen yeah. so like factor that into your planning yeah especially if you're on a budget like if you're on if you're only going to be able to afford one shoot make sure you've got enough time in the schedule to retake yeah to the battery just dies and you need to go back and get another one mm-hmm. something just just factor in whatever you can some leeway yeah her, her, for the bits absolutely yeah. like yeah you, that was perfect segue there like yeah it's um it's always going to happen you could be steven spielberg stuff's going to go wrong on the day like you can plan as much as possible but stuff will happen and just accept that i think um and as you say like as long as you plan for that or like those things to crop up and and happen then it won't take you by a surprise as much and um i mean you, you've got a list for us today haven't you yeah um, talk us through i think i think the planning thing as well is like it can work the other way so that that shoot I mentioned with the broadband exercise, we actually, um, the broadband adverts, we had, it was my son who was a few months old at the time, um, as the baby in the scenario. Is uh, a star from a young age then? Yeah, yeah he's got to earn his, earn his keep, hasn't he? <laughs> um, but yeah, we planned in like it's a baby, never worked with animals and children. Mm-hmm. Um, he just fluked it, first take of like, showing some interest in an iPad. And that was it then. We didn't book everyone else to come for two hours. <laughs> so it was like, you got it done in 10 minutes. And we were just all like, oh, well, well what do we do now? <laughs> so but you can guarantee if you hadn't planned for those two hours, you yeah, wouldn't have Changing his nappy and <laughs> crying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and that was just you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you said, got a few things together. When creating video marketing on a budget, things that we want to run through. So avoid cramming everything in. I'm trying to do a million things with one video. That's a common mistake I see. I put building a snowman, no planning, short shelf life of a video, just winging it. Yeah, I'd not heard that, that phrase before, but I thought that's quite nice. I quite like that. You yeah, like that one? Snowman, yeah. I'll tell you where I go from as well when we, when we deep dive. Um, being something you're not is something I think. So like, there's a reason actors get paid millions per film. Yeah. I can't act. Don't give me a script to remember. I can't do it. So I don't bother trying. I've tried and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't expect perfection. Avoid expecting perfection. You'll be there all day trying to achieve it. Yeah, that's that's always a tough one. I think yeah. Yeah, every, everyone wants to get it right. Everyone wants. You want to get it right, like, of course. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm I'm super guilty of that. Like, I do a thousand takes. Um, if the learning takes right. Learning curve for you when you came into the agency, wasn't it? Of sometimes you got to balance 
output versus input. Yeah, definitely, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And then lastly, don't change your mind, especially once you get to editing. Yeah, this is one we see quite a lot, and I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about it a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. The, the five things we think to avoid. Stop cramming everything in. Don't try and build a snowman. Actually have a plan. Don't be something you're not, and try not to expect perfection because you won't be able to achieve it. And then avoid changing your mind once you've already shot. And all this comes back to planning, I guess, really. So cramming everything yeah. in. When have you have you come across that? Um, and why should we avoid trying to cram everything in in a video? Yeah, I mean, I I do I see it quite a lot. Um, you know, I've done it myself. Um, mm. I've done it in my freelance career, and I've seen it happen here with our clients. You know, our older clients. Um, I think it's natural to want to, you just want to get the most of a day's shoot. Um, and especially if you've not done video before, there, as we said earlier, like so many things can go wrong. Mm. You know, we, you know, we're here to make sure that we limit those things that go wrong. Like ultimately that's our job in pre-production is, you know, getting things dialed in, nailed so that things don't go wrong on the day as much as they could mm. but stuff will happen as you said earlier like batteries can just die on you you know if you're in a really really cold place for instance like batteries have half the shelf life as yeah. they do on a hot day um and this is why like when you when, when we plan to uh, we have a pricing mechanism for our video shoots and one of the factors of um helping build up the price is have we filmed there before and if the answer is no and it's a full day shoot we need to go the day before just to, to be sure that it, things are fine yeah and that is one of the things we can do it at risk and that's that's okay but we'd rather not I think a good example of that is we filmed with um at one of our clients global expansion um, a couple of months back and myself and paul got there you know an hour and a half before the shoot because we only had access to the location um bear in mind this was sort of in between lockdowns so it was like we could only get to the location yeah. at you know a certain time during the day because it was a public place um, and if we just turned up on the day and started filming, we wouldn't have picked up on the fact that we could hear the um, the like the air conditioning mm. unit above us, and it was like a really low hum. But when obviously we got there beforehand, we could run the cameras, we could check the audio, and we could pick up. Oh, hang on a minute! There's like a really low pitched humming noise in the background, so we were able to pick up on that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, and it's those little things like that. It's just the the foresight and the planning. Um, and if you can find that out okay, we've got a four-hour window to go and shoot. If you've not gone and had a look, you still find it out and then you've got to manage fitting everything in still whilst accommodating for that. So all you're doing is just reducing your shooting time, yep. essentially, isn't it? Yeah, but, but like then next we, time we go, we know. So Yeah, and if we tried to cram that in, if we'd said to the, the, you know, the, the actors, the crew, turn up at nine o'clock when we're getting there, um, you know, because we want to hit the ground mm. running, we wouldn't have had any prep time, so we wouldn't have had a chance to check. So and I tell you what, I've learned that in the past as well. You just end up pissing your client off because they're sat around going, "Well, I've taken the day out, come yeah. in now, and you, you don't need me till twelve o'clock." Like, yeah. what, what is the? And ultimately, it looks it just looks unprofessional, yeah. I think, and it's not a, not a good impression. Um, and I think just to add to that, it's um, it's something again that clients that haven't dealt with video a lot can be a bit. Um, skeptical of if you if they say to you we just want to do this in a day and you push back and say actually we need a day and a half and they're like well that's an extra half a day we've got to pay for but ultimately you're saving the money in the long run when it comes to the edit you're not having to fix things that have happened you know <coughs> something's gone wrong that's going to cost them more money in post-production if you can mitigate that as much in pre-production and filming yeah say it works out better for for everyone that's what i always say like the it's a lot quicker to change a PDF 
than to change a Premiere file. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's work it out storyboard and pre-production. The other thing we're not cramming everything in as well is I think the purpose of the content. Um, I think if you've got budget for one video, don't try and make it do two things. Yeah. Because you'll do half of two things badly. You're better doing one thing properly. And the time when that video's a success and you prove the ROI of it, you'll get budget for another video. Yeah. But when you try and do a video that is a case study showing off your culture and a bit of a product demo, too many things at once, it ends up doing none of them. Yeah. I, I, yeah, really good point. I've definitely come across clients. Um, I get where they're coming from, though. Yeah, because they've been given, let's say, by their boss, they've been given mm. a budget, and they said, right, go and go and make us a video. Go and get us a video. Um, get one created. And, as you say, include everything in it. Um, and, again, from an outside perspective, they think that's that's possible because at the end of the day you think you just point at the camera and you shoot and that's mm. it you capture everything but um yeah if you try it as you say if you put too much into it you're not going to get back from it as much i don't think the, th the other learning i've had at over the years with that as well is it could still have one purpose and you think our setting our listeners marketing managers marketing directors their setting is going to be you know social feeds landing pages people sitting down to watch the videos we produce for clients aren't sitting down watching Line of Duty and then choosing to watch a video from us. It's it's in amongst other things. Yeah. So like, before you know it, if you try and cram too much content in under that one purpose, and you can end up with a 15 minute video and 15 minutes worth of content, which to us who were really invested in it, us and the client and the people involved, yeah, it's entertaining. Um, but does it need to be that long for someone who just wants to know, do I trust you to be my supplier of whatever it is you make? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I suppose that's a whole different thing we could go into. But mm. yeah, it's like, it's knowing your audience, I think. It's knowing what's what's good to show them, um, not giving them too much. Um, that's yeah, planning, isn't it? Yeah, it's planning again. Not it building always, a always snowman. Planning. Um, so building a snowman, by the way, comes from um, Psycho Bill, my woodwork teacher when I started high school. Right, okay. He called himself Psycho Bill, by the way. Um, he so that's he, what you want from a teacher. <laughs> he, um, he, was, he was a really he was a really nice bloke, or is a nice bloke. Um, still see him around town and stuff. But yeah, he, he had a temper. Um, and we all thought we were, you know, being a bit naughty, calling him Psycho Bill. Like, don't let me hear you call him Psycho Bill. And I always remember one, one time, there was like a fire drill or something like that or like the alarms got set off and everybody had to outside and it was like a red nose day or, or comic relief day and he was dressed um with a in like hobo clothing with a um harmonica <laughs> and his like wooden piece of cardboard with his cap for collecting money playing his harmonica tunes like psycho bill one pound a tune <laughs> and we were all like what he knows we call him psycho bill <laughs> anyway he 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 gave me the phrase building a snowman so he'd he'd make you do your plans for woodwork and he'd make you draw out what pieces of wood you need you had to order your wood off him request it out the drawer and you had right. to plan out what you were doing don't just go and build a snowman and just chuck chuck stuff on until it fits and then take bits off because you don't need them yeah so it's wasteful and the same the same principle applies to videos i like so that that's uh yeah that's a, a good principle to live by i think yeah, yeah. proper planning in terms of all the stuff you mentioned about the shoot and the location, but also another one, I think if you're on a budget, avoid making videos with a short shelf life 
that if you're on a budget and you need, there's no point putting a load of money into a video, a load of editing time into a video that is going to become redundant in a week. Yeah. There's, there's ways to still get a video out and settings where a rough and ready edit would be fine. Instagram stories, webcam recording video off something like Vidyard, those things can work for a short shelf life because there's no time and cost investment. But if you're going to put hundreds of pounds or even thousands into a video, you want it to be usable into the future yeah, and evergreen. Not, so, it can, so it can get views over time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say we've both come across these, you know, with with certain clients. Again, it's um, when you've got a bigger budget. Sometimes you can be tempted, as I say, just to produce these massive videos that cost loads and loads. And you say they have short shelf lives, um, when realistically, you know, that same money could have been put into five videos instead of one. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, again, probably coming back down to planning. Um, and know, knowing your audience, knowing how long, as you say, knowing the shelf life of what you're producing, and it's, I suppose, weighing up cost, cost and time. Yeah, it's different. It's, we'll talk about a different type of video there from, say, a TV advert, which would have a huge budget and a short shelf life. But it's a different purpose. We're talking here about inbound video, aren't we? We're talking about videos in a digital setting. Yeah. Um, and getting the maximum, like, longevity out of your budget. Yeah, especially the, the world that we work in, I think what a lot of people don't realise is you can utilise, if you plan it correctly, you can utilise the same video over and over and mm. over again in different formats. I mean, there's so many social platforms nowadays. Nowadays, we don't, you know, we don't just produce a video, put it on Vidyard or YouTube, and that's it. You know, we with the videos we create, we want them to, to be able to live on Instagram. You know, whether it's in short snippets on the stories, you know, using them on LinkedIn mm. to highlight certain parts of your business. Um, you know the you want to go down the whole social media rabbit hole you know tiktok's the big thing nowadays so you can pull snippets from larger productions and you get 10 times as much content out of one video yeah if you think about it before if you plan it beforehand and you yeah and ultimately yeah if you think right we can use this on this platform this platform this platform let's make sure we film this on the day mm -hmm. capture these things um and you're getting five times as much out of one day shoot exactly exactly and that's maximizing your budget isn't it yeah with a proper plan so the bits that are expensive on video, um, it's something that I think keeps coming up when we plan these shows is the question that people ask who are new to video. Can I have a video? How much does it cost? Yeah. Um, there's so many variables that affect the cost and the ones that affect the cost massively are shooting time and editing time. Mm -hmm. But a day's shoot can record a year's worth of video. Yeah. In terms of if you buy a couple of days editing every month, you could record enough to feed that editing time in one day. Mm -hmm. Likewise, you could spend a week recording two minutes worth of footage. So it's about planning what you, how long you get out of that production and how long it needs editing as the other big things that can pivot your cost. And if you're on a tight budget, it's maximizing how much um, you get done on your shoot, maximizing that shoot time. Because while your video crew's there, they can't shoot anything else. Therefore, that time is locked in, and that's what you're paying for. So if you can maximise what you're getting out of your shoot, good way to use your budget. And then also making the editing efficient, mm -hmm. yeah. which is not needing all these different cuts, different animations. different. You can you can reduce the editing time yeah. to control your budget, can't you? That's a really good point. And again, the, that's a whole rabbit hole we could go down. 
But that's why you use the pre-production stage and the planning stage. Um, let's say, for instance, you have, we work with some clients that film their own content and they purely want us to edit it. Sometimes we get sent files in certain ways that require so much work to be able to just edit or to download or to deal with that you end up doubling the cost of a production because you didn't plan it out of, or because the because you just got sent the files. Like if we'd had the time to plan it with the client and say, right, make sure you're sending them in this format and you're recording them with this setting and this setting and then send it using this this file service. Mm. You know, again, that's that's why the pre-production stage is so important. And I know we've spoke about it in the past. And the cost is pretty, re- whether that's, that's not a big cost in the project either, the pre-production, no. other than time of coming to a meeting, chatting about it, finding out what you need to do, getting getting everyone on the same page and getting the plan down on paper. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper to do it on paper than going back and reshooting something that you missed. Yeah. Booking in the editing again because the end product just isn't what you actually had in mind or you've changed your mind, which is another one of the tips. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. You've hit, hit the nail on the head there, yeah. Out of the pre-production, production and post-production, pre-production is ultimately the cheapest and you're probably getting the most out of it if you're planning you're getting the most worth of your money i reckon um because we, we we've had clients that asked us you know why why do we need to have meetings why can't we just go and film we know what we want to do can we just go and do it mm. and then we have to explain well look we need to think about these things and then once you tell them they're like oh okay makes sense let's let's plan it now let's have some yeah. calls and then it's like ultimately it just saves so much hassle and headache down the road. And then the last, the last tip, uh, we've skipped a couple, but just to round up um, on that point, it actually links to the thing to avoid number five is changing your mind. If we can agree that plan and stick to it, that's how to maximise your budget. Nothing will blow your budget more than getting to post-production, seeing a draft and going back to the drawing board. Yeah. That and is the biggest thing to... to we've both seen this happen. If you're on a budget, that is going to screw you up. Yeah. And I, th- I think this it can come from a lot of places. Um, I think the big thing is from a client side of things, if you, if you know for a fact that you need five people from your business to have input on this video, don't wait to the edit stage to bring those other yeah. four people in for feedback. Make sure they're there from the get-go. Exactly. Because, yeah, ultimately everyone's got their own ideas and visions. And that ties into the first thing to avoid as well also there don't try and cram everything in it could turn out if you've got three stakeholders you need three videos because they've actually got three different purposes yeah so it's all back to planning and sticking to your plan isn't it and the last two um being something you're not we're a bit tactical and and hands-on now with these two being something you're not and expecting perfection yeah so don't don't be if you aren't a big corporate company with a worldwide staff force of thousands don't try and present that in a video. I mean, the example last week we saw of, I um, can't remember what they were called now, that agency that had ripped off our website and our client testimonials. Oh. <laughs> yeah, can't remember what they... they were f- I can't remember where they were. I think they were from India. Yeah. But they were trying to appear like they were in the UK and they'd hired these actors. It was all obviously done on Fiverr or an equivalent. Yeah, it wasn't even like unashamedly copied like they just yeah like they we'll put a link yeah. in to ricky's post on uh linkedin but yeah it, it, you can see through it can't you uh, yeah um yeah. but likewise like we said at the top sort of i have to read the intro i can't remember lines yeah like there's a reason actors get paid so much as they do it's a real skill yeah when we did that um 
a couple of months back we were filming some stuff for the website and I think we had some I think you had gone on a course so I had a bit of time between shoots so I was like oh I'll go and quickly quickly invited commas go and record something a piece of camera mm. I think what two hours later we were still trying to get me to say the words correctly because we had no script hadn't planned it out I just thought you know yeah well, it was just an I'll extra we were chucking in we'll yeah. wing it and it doesn't uh, work I just could not get it I just could not did that go in the vlog uh, it did, it's not seen the light of day yet, no, it's, um, oh, it's yeah. still keep, hiding keep on my hard drives. I notice I, the ones I mess up are on Giphy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you don't hide those. And then last one, don't expect perfection. If you try and tinker until it's perfect, you'll be here all day. Yeah. And, and I will put my hands up and say I'm guilty of that. Like I, We're not saying put out rubbish, by the way. No, no, there is, there is a difference. Um, it, it's, yeah, sometimes you want, you want the world from a piece of content. You want to get, as we said earlier, you want to give so much with one video when sometimes it's just not realistic. Like if you get to a stage, get to the 80% stage where everyone's happy and you yeah. know you can do more, just, you know, that's learnings for the next video. Yes. All right, next time we can do this, this and this. Um, otherwise, if you just, again, we've had this with, I've had it with stuff in the past and with clients where you just keep amending and changing things and there's new... Because it's so subjective, isn't it? Because everyone's a viewer of video. Yeah. Like, we've all got a legit, legitimate opinion. Yeah, it's, it's like, I think any art form, like you go to an art gallery, some people will love the Mona Lisa and some people are like, I don't get it. And it's the same with video, I think. It's, as you say, it's so subjective and you've got to find that middle ground. Um, from, from our side, like from an editing side, I've got to meet the client in the middle and the client's got to realise, yeah, this is... It's not maybe what I'm thinking, but ultimately, as part of a bigger picture, yeah. it does work. Is it going to do its job of converting people yeah. from wherever it is in the journey? Is it going to move the viewer onto the next stage closer to working with us? And when it's sat on your Mac, it's not doing that to anyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've got to find that balance. And I think that's my to final note to finish on. The golden tip for me is sort of, if you're on a budget, don't, I guess out of all those things, planning. And then remember, it's not doing anything towards its purpose if you don't release it. Yeah. So plan properly and don't ex don't aim for perfection. Aim for that 80-20 rule that you can get 80% of your impact very quickly. That final 20% is going to take way too long than it's worth mm -hmm. um, and to achieve. I think as well, ask the questions. Ask, ask in the pre-production stage, you know, it might be a silly question. But realistically, there's no stupid questions. Like, no. ask the questions beforehand because, as you say, when it gets to the edit stage, then that's when you're you're starting from scratch. When you yeah, like, yeah. oh, could we do this instead? Ask that question in pre-production. Planning pre-production. Yeah, that's planning. the key, isn't it? If you're on a budget, plan properly. Don't expect too much. Yep. Okay, so we're up to half an hour there. Um, we'll call that a day on episode three. Awesome. Thanks for sharing the stories. I think it was some uh, some good stories there, and some uh, I think we got some good points across there. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out our other podcasts in Mind After Hours, in Bind Influencers. This one video first, trending upwards. Trending upwards. Uh, you're recording a new one this aft uh, with Mel and Sarah. Yep. We've plenty of other shows. If you follow Digital Twenty Two on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you'll get them all in the same feed. And also check out all of our videos at video.digital22.com. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And watch our vlogs to see the outtakes and where we yeah. mess up behind the scenes. Just search <laughs> Digital 22 Online Limited on YouTube. We'll see you next time. See you guys. And cut.
Nice. Getting in the rhythm. Right? Yeah, I like that. A lot more. Thank you.